What's up, Stitches? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Gossip with Meredith and Steph. This week, we're going to be recapping Bachelorette and Siesta Key. Mer, what is the lineup for Gossip of the Week? For Gossip of the Week, we are going to touch on Cardi B getting preggers. <laughs> then we're going to talk about Halsey and her new album, and we're going to finish off with Bachelor in Paradise's past being released today. Let's get into it. Let's kick off Bachelorette and let's just talk about really all to take home from last week's episode was the fact that Thomas, he got sent home. Good riddance. Then we had Blake from Tasha's season show up and Caitlin invited him to be a part of the house. So we kick off this episode with Blake coming in and addressing all of the guys. And naturally, of course, they are all absolutely mad and livid. And they don't even want to hear a single thing out of his mouth. Yeah. Which it's like being Blake, that would be a horrible position. And yeah. he's genuinely being as nice as he can. And he's like, I understand like this exact same thing yeah. happened to me when I was on Tasha's season. And the guys are not even responding. No. Silence. And then, you know, of course, like the biggest thing to come out of the guys is saying, you know, like, why did you wait till halfway through the season to just show up? You know, Blake was like, I understand why that looks shitty. It's like, I I didn't know if she would want to, like, accept me on or not. Right. Which we discussed last week about the producers fucking it up with the edits where it kind of looked like, you know, Blake was actually there from the beginning. Right. Like, maybe that week that they all got into the house. Right. So the producers are, you know, weaseling their way in there. Mm-hmm. But of course, just like producers and just like production, they're just going to add the little cherry on top of the anger mm-hmm. and they are going to give Blake the one-on-one. They're like, nothing will piss off these men more than not only making Blake come in halfway through when he was here from the beginning. Yeah. Could have started from the top. Yep. But also we're going to make sure that the next round of dates, he's getting the one-on-one. Of course, right as he walks in the house too. Yeah. So it's like, knock, 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 Blake's here. Oh, and then there's the date card. Honestly, though, the whole point, like Katie's even said, and a lot of the times this is always the reason why, you know, when the new person comes in halfway through, they get the the one-on-one next, is because the lead always says, like, I want to make sure, like, I don't want to be like letting this guy in and then making this you know this whole fight in the household and then when I don't even really I'd rather know now have a one-on-one see if I even do like him and if it's not there and like if there's not enough connection between us right off the start then it's not worth putting the guys through this and then giving Blake a one-on-one a couple months down and then realizing actually I shouldn't have even gone through all of this turmoil with everyone when I don't even feel the connection okay that does make sense you know where it's like right, I'd rather I just see know the now point. I see the point you know you have one chance which is honestly more nerve-wracking for Blake or the, the guys that come in like that because it's like right. I have one chance right now not even little conversations to like base off of going because right. anytime you go into a one-on-one you know that's what it's a do or die situation you get the rose at the end of the night or you don't right and if you don't you're going home you don't get the cocktail party or the rose ceremony to decide right and so for Blake I'd be shitting my pants everyone else is jealous like oh he gets the one-on-one it's like no, this is like make or break it for me right now. For real? Do or die. I didn't even think about it like yeah. that. Yeah. It's like he didn't get to have other little cocktail parties, you know, get a little like flirty, some juices flowing. It's yeah. like, nope, one-on-one, me and you now, do I like you? And one-on-ones is where they always get into like the real like meat of who they yeah. are. It's like, this is where you like tell the things that you wouldn't tell to the other guys in the house. Right. So it's like, Blake's like, all right, I guess I'm going in and getting like Guns the nitty blazing. gritty. <laughs> and she, he certainly got it. Yeah. I will say that their day, it, they went horseback riding. It was fine, but Blake and Katie were giving me very much Dale and Claire vibes. Yeah. So just like how all in they are with each other already when they just met. Katie just kept being like, check, 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 a checkity check, check. Like Blake has everything I need. I'm he like, could be, he could be making half this up. And also, is it really that big of a check in your book? You know, it's like the things that they're talking about really aren't. No, like, not like, not like anything. Cr- crucial where it's like, yeah, you know what? You're going to go far. Absolutely. <laughs> like me and you are soulmates. She said that they are the same person. I go, what is going on? You guys just met. It's like they must have had some really deep combos on those horses. Also, it, horseback riding and whenever they do it on the show, it's just like that is never what it pans out to be. When Steph and I and yeah. her boyfriend Adam, we went uh, horseback riding for her birthday last year. Yep. And so fun. my boyfriend Brett was still in Michigan. So it, it was the trio. Yep. And uh, when we were on the trail, it's like Adam's horse kept tailgating the guide's lead. horse, yeah. who's like the lead. 
And so it's like, all right, Adam and the guide are years away, and me and Steph are back here. My like, we horse can't. No, won't stop fucking eating. My horse <laughs> literally doesn't have a giddy up if it tried. No, it's like I'm trying. I'm also like this, the third person in the group of people. Like, yeah. I'm trying to like get the fuck going. Adam's a mile ahead with the guide. Oh She's yeah, she's flirting with him, asking for his number and plans for the night. I'm like, it's my fucking birthday, bitch. <laughs> like, she gave me the slow horse on purpose. Oh well, she gave me fucking Dennis, and I loved him. Um, Remember, yeah. we're literally guys. I'm not even shitting you. Like, where we went horseback riding, it was in Vail, Colorado, mountainous. Okay, this is not some on like- On the cliffs. On the straight up fucking cliffs. And we're also in a huge group of people. There's like 20 people yeah. on this horse trail thing. Anywho, I'm going down the mountain and the guide from the back screams my name. She's like, Meredith, Dennis loves to sprint down this hill. I go, Dennis loves to sprint down the hill. You mean the mountain? And secondly, where it's like literally steep. It's a, st- it's a fucking drop. Yes, drop. And she's like, Dennis is going to run down this hill. I go, perfect. She goes, you're really going to have to like hold on the reins. I've never been on a horse ride you know, where I have to do a giddy up. There's no where I'm <laughs> trotting, okay? There's none of that. So you're telling me Dennis is going to go at a full-blown sprint down this mountain? Cool. Sick. No, and also it's not like anyone looks good unless like <laughs> you know you've been trained how to horseback ride. I am bouncing around no, I almost fell off numerous times when they are really trying. It's like, holy shit. My cooter's hit in the, the saddle. My, my, literally my knees are about to blow at any second. Oh my God. Like tr- it was it's so fun. That. And also Blake doesn't like horses. Horses. He's so, scared of them. Oh yeah. Thank you. Circling back to my point <laughs> is you can't have great conversation on horses. They do their own fucking thing. So Ab- how are you supposed to have a good conversation on there? Absolutely not. So that's why I'm confused. Where are you guys thinking you are fucking no. twinsies out here? And also I think <laughs> why I think she might be acting like they're stronger than they are. They've got this like best friend mentality like the same person I'm like it's gotta just be because like she just knows who he is she thinks that she knows him like just from one dm him sending her like a video and watching him on the show and then just watching him on the show so it's like she's got an idea in her head like totally I already know him but it's like really you don't but that's why she's just thinking she's comfortable and like it's it's gonna work because she doesn't know any of the guys like she even remotely knows him I will say though I don't I don't really like this Dale and Claire vibe I'm getting where you guys are so all in immediately, but I will say they look the best as a couple. Like more her and Greg, no. No. Her and Andrew, yes, but also like no. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I like them together. Everyone else I'm is trying like, to think yes of who are their strong ones. Uh, Michael. Her and Michael, maybe. Like, not I'm really. I'm getting more brother-sister vibes. Yeah, like, but then it's like her and Blake. It's like the chemistry's there. They look good together. But they, I don't like him personally. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He's just like, he's, uh, he's reaching still for me. Totally. Multiple seasons, really trying to be relevant. It's like, you had your time. I'll see you on Paradise, if anything. Totally. Don't Paradise is where back. you could have shined. And then there was a sexual assault warning in the middle of the episode, which was pretty crazy because I go, what is about to happen? I went dark side and I thought that one of the guys did something to Katie or like went oh. too far. But basically it was just a warning because she was telling Blake right. about her story. Yeah. Which I felt bad that she had to relive I that because it's like... He didn't know asking the question like so what makes you you know your whole vibe is sex positive like where did that start she's like actually pretty dark story i actually just shared for the first time the other day now i'll bring it up to you on our one-on-one it was just i felt bad for her that she had to relive it Mm -hmm. again i feel like almost like she feels better though like now no, that she's totally. talked about it once it's like now it's easy for her to talk about it she probably initially would have if she hadn't already you know aired it out and like been totally. able to just do that she probably would have been like came up with a different reason to tell him right you know but now that she's she's aired it out she probably like, feels whatever. a hell of a lot better like it's now like, i can talk about it yeah weight lifted it off her chest yep and you know blake did react really well i liked that he brought up like he gave reassurance. Like, yeah. that will never happen with me. Like, feel free to ever tell me if I'm doing something right. wrong or, like, going too far or anything. Yeah. But the day ended good. They really like each other. Right. And I, honestly, at this point, it's like, I would want to write it off. But based off of the previews, I think he makes it pretty far. Yeah. And I think I'm seeing a lot of um, him not wanting to propose or commit. Oh. And that's, like, the big thing. Where right. they're like, then you should leave now. Like, and, and what's the talk, point of coming on like, the show? Talking to him. Like, what, like... You need to decide, like, what do you want? And not ready for commitment, but the only reason we got to hang on to him and keep talking about him is I think he makes it pretty far. So then we move on to the group day, and this is the day where it's, it's all of the guys besides Blake and Andrew, Andrew. S. Yes, because Andrew S. ends up getting the one-on-one, which was just 
Love's kiss. We'll get into that later. So the group day is some sort of what even was it? It was like they were it was in rugby mixed with basketball. They said perfect. <laughs> and so naturally, production wants to put these guys in fucking banana hammocks out here, like and literally running around with their gooches like, hanging out. Why do we got the the G string? Like it's not even literally. a G string, but it might as well be. Yeah, it fucking banana was. hammock in your face. Yes, the singlet. I literally cannot. And it's not even like it's a protective not, singlet. It is never a good look. No. Not a single person. I don't care if you are the most in shape. A singlet is disgusting. <laughs> it's like, and I felt so bad for Michael. Yep. Because he's like, this is my worst nightmare. He, he goes, goes, I have a dad bod. He goes, look at all these guys jacked. And he's like, I literally have a dad bod. And, and then I'm it like, cuts to Aaron. And Aaron's like, I love that I'm wearing this because it's all those times in the gym paid off. Like, yeah, I and he's it. just oiled up and ripped. <laughs> like, literally. So I go, that right there is just showing the different mindsets. Absolutely. And it's like, uh, Michael, I wouldn't expect you to have anything other no, than a dad bod. You Please gotta, continue You that. have got your whole, you have a whole different story. Yeah. That is not And who, also who it's like, you, Aaron is like 26 and Michael is 34. Yeah. It's like, we got different ages here. Yep. And he's a dad. Give I, him he, a, he's been through some shit. Yeah. Okay? Really production. I don't expect a, his top priority to be hitting the gym. No, exactly. Just for Michael to literally get so smoked in the spinal cord. Literally smoked from behind. This all started, the guys were having a good time, nobody was getting too aggressive, and Hunter is uh, gung-ho on aggression. He, he said, any way for me to get this pent-up anger out, let's do it. And it, what is there? To, he doesn't have anything to even be angry about, but he no. said, I want to fuck some people up on this field. And, and so that, literally the guy said, they're like, Hunter. once Hunter made his first tackle or that first like low blow of a hit they're all like it set the tone for the rest of the game because now everyone's like oh we gotta step it up you know it's like look at hunter he's out here fucking hauling ass getting physical and it's obviously like you know that they break up the guys in two teams and one of the teams whoever wins you know gets the cocktail party and the rest of the day with katie exactly so all the guys are like you know now it's macho me macho (laughs) (laughs) big cojones who's got the biggest (laughs) exactly and of course like i said michael gets tackled by just Justin, which poor Justin, you know, it's like he felt really fucking yeah. bad. He did not mean to hit him like that. You know, he's just, he is in the zone. But it, and, and he's got his head in the game out here. You're running, but maybe like hit him from the side. Like no. he, that is literally so bad to do. You are hitting someone in their spine from behind. He right, where it does you. not like bend like he, that. He literally, his back snapped backwards and then forward and slammed his face. Like he literally couldn't get up. No, and the medics are like, are you feeling any numbness? Can you feel your legs? He's like, and imagine... Just from like, you know, the dad bod, no. how sore he must be. Because then after that, like Katie called the game and she's like, everyone's winners. But she's like, you know, if someone gets actually really hurt and they have to go to like leave the prem- leave the bubble to get right. like medical help, they're not allowed back in. Right, because no, of COVID. Yeah, because of COVID. That's wild. Yeah. Well, like, like he probably should have gotten something checked out or a brace of some sort. Dude, and absolutely. That and is also, just fine. There are so many things that are running through Michael's head at this point because one, it's like he's already so uncomfortable just being in the banana hammock. He's yes. already so uncomfortable. <laughs> then he gets literally physically tackled and it's like your body's not in a cute position <gasps> laying there face down on the ground. Okay, your body is very much fucking wrecked. No, he's like, I can't breathe. He's no, like, I literally he can't, can't breathe. And also it's like there's a part of him in his brain that's probably like, get up, get up. You know, it's like, stop oh. you're looking weak even though all of us at home we know that he got his shit rocked like Literally. i would not be able to get up either and if it would have been hunter that hit him i would have been no, so next level. next level pissed yeah like justin you could tell he was just Genuinely, like, so like, into so sorry, it man. yeah and then he was the first one that ran over to him he's like i am so sorry like did not mean to go that far but it was very similar to like when rachel got her shit rocked by the skydiving where it's just like she said that underneath all of her makeup like her face is bruised to shit yeah. like michael is in pain the game was called everyone's winners and everybody got to go to the cocktail party but michael right here not a winner so then we get to the cocktail party and that's, let's just keep on the trail of Michael at this point. Yeah. And you know, the guys are sitting around is like, they're not, Katie's off with someone else. And Michael brings up how not all, he had only told Mike and another guy, like, and Katie, obviously, like a couple days prior or whatever, like those were the only people he told that his wife had passed away. So going into this cocktail party the day before was his wife's birthday. And so he was saying, you know, just really going through a lot. He had, it was kind of lonely. Like no one in the house knew right. that he was, that she even passed away and that yesterday was his birthday or her birthday. And he's like, normally, or he was telling Katie, you know, like normally I spend it, you know, with her family and my family and my son. And it's just kind of lonely because, you know, then he tells the guys how the only reason he didn't really say anything to them about this, because he's like, I didn't want to be the sad guy. Poor me. You know, I didn't want to be the sad guy in the house. And all of the guys are like, dude, you were, no one had any idea because you were the most positive in the house. Right. And Greg, Greg was 
sobbing. He was, uh, like, like uncontrollably. I, uncontrollably. A genuine emotion. Because, like, Greg also lost his dad. So, I'm sure he's, like, there's something there where he's, like, right. the way you carry yourself. Like, I don't even know how you're going, like, able to do that. Like, and it no. was only two years ago. Like, Which, our friend Tori passed away two years ago. And it feels like yesterday. For real. So, it's, like, for him, like. And they, literally, he's, like, the way he talks to her, he's, like, I literally loved her for 16 years. Yeah, the like, only whole, woman I ever said I loved. He's, like, I'm literally, like, a widower. Yeah. Yeah. And no one had any clue. Like, it was. I loved it though. Oh my god! The guys, the, the all- guys <laughs> this season being emotionally mature, supporting one yeah. another, not afraid to break down yeah. their walls and show I a little emotion, a couple tears. tears. Like, thank you. Yeah, and they all go up and hug him. Like, I mean, joyous moment. Absolutely, did crack me up though. Like when Greg got up to hug him, it was like Michael literally looks him down in the eyes. He's like, I cannot move. Yeah. Like, and Greg had to so bend down while oh. he's on the couch and hug him. It's like Michael is sitting there, like, and Katie too. When Katie was like trying to kiss him, he's like, I can't move. Like, can you come over here? Yeah, I bet. Like, he is in so much pain. They just fucking put makeup on him and doctored him up. But it's like, oh. really, that fucking he dude should be laying stand. down. He can't. He blew his back out, dude. He literally can't stand. Like, fractured a vertebrae. A yes, brace. they need to be keeping that sturdy. Yeah, no, for real. It's like, you need to go see a chiropractor pronto. <laughs> X-rays immediately, <laughs> sir. And the other thing that was like important from this group date was Hunter. Hunter told Katie about his kids, showed her pictures of them. And Katie and him did share a good moment. But like, obviously, like we said earlier, like Hunter was the one that took the aggression level from the group date to the next level. Mm-hmm. So it's like all the guys are really fucking annoyed with yeah. Hunter. Kind of like Carl, not as much, but like just a strong personality yeah. where, where it's like, like Hunter really has like a lot. Hone it in. Yeah. You know, like be mature a little bit. Absolutely. So at the end of the night, Katie ends up giving the group date to Hunter and everybody's confused, but Hunter is like next level over the moon. And it's so funny because it's like off screen. Hunter's just like, there's no one better than me. Like I'm making it to the end. I don't even care about anybody else. It's like me and Katie. I go, he is just going next level and next level and next level. And it only gets worse. It's like she lit- <laughs> just gave him a, a one rose. And it's like, he thinks it means so much because right. all of the guys besides like the two that got one-on-ones, everyone was there. So he's like, it's basically like my first impression where I was like, I basically just want it. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. saying me over everyone it's like no stop you viewing pulled, it that way you pulled the, the kid card saying i've never introduced my children to any woman before exactly you know you're gonna be the first here are some photos like all right enough so then we move on to andrew s's one-on-one and i was so pumped for this because last week andrew really impressed me yep. by the whole conversation of trusting katie and yeah like, i really believe him yeah when he says what he says mm-hmm. their date was so cute I loved it. I wish they would do something like this or some sort of portion where it's like a get to know you portion. Right. It's like an activity, like a scavenger type of like little activities, a classic like icebreaker game. Absolutely. They both were like, this date was so easy. It was so fun. It's like, yeah, it was easy and fun because you guys had legit prompts that forced you to talk the yeah, entire that asked time. you questions to start the conversation. Exactly. And it's like, Which everybody's got a lot of great stories. So it's like, here's a card. Tell me a great story. Perfect. You hear a great yeah. one. And it's like, here's a fun right. fact about me. Right. You when, know, it's like, when normally when you only have like a 10 minutes or even like a little date, you know, it's like you don't have time to randomly cover all of those things. But exactly. those are little things that add up to be like, oh, now I know a lot about you. Exactly. Like, I would never have known on exactly. any other type of like date. Exactly. Like you think of Greg and Katie's one-on-one and it was like, well, that was more like sad. You know, Katie was like, it was fishing. It was quiet. It was like both of them were like feeling weird. It was up to them to like... So obviously this date was like super fun. They right. really got to know each other. They had a great time. It was really lighthearted. And, and I'm I'm so glad because it's like I was like rooting for Andrew S. Right. But I didn't know if like her asking him for this one-on-one was like she sees something but she doesn't actually know if she wants to keep him around. So it's like this will tell me, you know, am I keeping you or not? Right. And so I'm really glad it went well for him because he's so genuine. Literally love him. And it's just like the, also like the maturity where like it's almost a little bit like Riley too. Like when he talks where it's like I, I can tell that it's coming from like you've thought it through. Like right. good head on your shoulders totally you know what i mean you're not just pulling shit out of your ass and spitballing exactly and i liked their chemistry like when he had to pick her up a million times like you can tell yeah they would be a good couple in and the he, real world and he's so easy to talk to like he's so good just looks nice like when he's talking and laughing and smiling i'm like i love no, your vibe when i'm looking at him it's like put together he yeah. looks great yeah he's awesome on the inside smart you know it's, it's like, like lots of great qualities coming out of andrew S. and yeah he does say some things you know that are like a little bit generic you know but i the difference on how he delivers it like it it doesn't sound scripted 
scripted or rehearsed when Thomas, he was saying all the right things, but it was so scripted and rehearsed. Like, right. the gen- like you can just tell Absolutely. if people are genuine or not. So after their super fun date, obviously they had their dinner and they kind of got into some deeper conversation. Yeah. They both have kind of bonded over like their parents getting divorced. They're or, able like, to talk about like together. coming from poverty, you know, not, yeah. not having like a standard, you know, like not a standard uh, upbringing, like, right. you know, picture perfect. So Right. And Andrew talks about like his dad not being in his life at all and how much that like affected him. And like, whereas Katie, you know, it's kind of like the opposite. Katie has like a really great relationship with her dad, but and he, he passed yeah. away. And Andrew like never really knew his dad. And Andrew just like how he internalized that, you know, it's like a lot of people like that have a bad upbringing, like where mm-hmm. it's like oh, one of your parents isn't in your life. You yeah. know, it's like you can go two ways. Yep. You can go the way where it's like I'm going to follow in their footsteps and kind of be like the same type of person and yeah. just repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. Or you're the person that's like, I never want that for my future right. children. Like how I felt with that, like how it affected me growing up. It's like, this is where I'm going to make the change. Absolutely. And it's like, Andrew, you can tell is like when he talks about his future children and how he wants to be there for literally everything yeah, they he's do. Yeah, like band concerts, anything. He's like, I, I don't want to miss a moment in their life. And I believe when he's like playing his sports, he's like, I'm out on like the sports field and I make a great play or like we win a game and everyone's got like their parents running out there and supporting them, congratulating them. And he's like, I didn't have that. It's right. like, I'm looking in the crowd being like, I don't expect anyone to be here. Exactly. You know, it's like, that sucks. Oh, he's like, I don't want to miss those moments for my kids. And I literally love that out of him. It's yeah. like right there, just com- completely conveying like, I want to be a dad and I'm going to be a great dad. Mm-hmm. I'm and not that's gonna what Katie needed to hear. And then the other thing that Andrew brought up, which was really uncomfortable for him, it looked like, you know, he's like, I hate that I even have to like bring this up or do this. But like Andrew asked Katie her thoughts on being an interracial couple and potentially having mixed children because Andrew before being in this position he is now, he apparently had like a girlfriend that he thought he was going to propose to, was going to live the rest of his life with. And she brought up to him that she would maybe feel like some apprehension of having mixed children. Right. Like, but he didn't like quite say that she was like against it really. That she just brought up the fact of like us, like her and him having interracial children that the fact of, you know, potentially there could be people that look at her and then her kids of color and being like, are those your kids? There's multiple things here because it's just like, frankly, whoever she is, it's like, if you're entering in a relationship with a black person, would you not think about that? If I was in love with a black guy, it doesn't deter me or like, I'm not thinking about maybe like my kids will be mixed. It's a kind of like, and obvious. Right. And I'm dating like, a black person. My kids are going to be mixed. Who gives a fuck? Right. And it's like, in one way of a sense, it's like, I mean, obviously I think of what me and Adam's kids are going to look like, but it's like not in the sense of skin color. Right. But it's like, if you're making it about that, like, why are you bringing that up to him? Like, cause you, that, right. you care that people are going to have an opinion on like the fact that your kids have different skin colors than you. Who gives a fuck? For real. And also it's like, Okay, so what do you want? What is what did you want Andrew to say to that? You know, yeah, like, exactly. What did his ex girlfriend want him to do about that? There's he, literally not one thing. What is the point of that conversation if it's gonna, especially in a negative light? It's one thing to be excited, like wow, like our I, our kids are gonna beautiful skin. You know, For I'm excited real. to see. You know what I mean? Totally. For him, it was a good it was a good thing to bring up to Katie though. Like I like that he's right. covering the topic. Kind of like when Abigail brought up, like, her, her kids could potentially be deaf. Yeah. It's like, is that something you're okay with, you know? Right. And so I guess for him, you know, that is something. But for me, and I think for Katie is too, it's like that thought never even crossed right. my mind. Right, Because when he brought it up, I, I did not never, know he was going there with that. Me either. I'm like, didn't even think. Right. But it's like, if you've had someone in your life right. that's cared before, it's like, if I was to date a black guy, I would never be like, oh my God, our kids might be mixed. We it's need like, to talk about this. <laughs> we need to, we need to have a conversation. It's like, uh, it's kind of a fucking obvious. Uh, that would have never even crossed my mind because Katie knows when I'm talking yeah. to Andrew and I like Andrew, it's like, that's kind of what comes with it. Hello? Right, that's kind of what she said too. She's like, that is never, never something gonna- you have to worry about. Like me having some like negative thoughts about like no. whatsoever. She's like, I think if we had children, they would be gorgeous. Like and they would be. <laughs> they would be. Because Andrew's beautiful oh and my so God. is Katie. Their date definitely he gets felt- rose, obviously. Oh yeah. And their date just felt like they were super close yeah. after it. Like she even said like she felt that she's been dating him for like a while yeah and it's because of all those fucking questions 100 percent. it's like no wonder they those feel are so like close the, like the things that you talk about like when you're like just going out to lunches and hanging out with a boyfriend for like a couple months or you know they right. come up in conversations casually totally. but we're not on the bachelor in a casual setting no it's like we need crash course yeah. get to know you yeah like, 
in general, like crucial little personal details of like a funny story or little personal oh, details yeah. like that aren't just, here's my elevator pitch, you know? Right. Those things stick and last longer in people's brains and remember you by rather than the elevator pitch. Totally. You know, that's why it was perfect. Absolutely. Like their date was amazing. It was so funny because it's like my boyfriend like hasn't been watching this season yeah. at all. And I made him watch this episode with me and he, after Andrew's uh, one-on-one, he's like, yep, I really like that guy. Yeah. I sold. That's all he needed to see. Yeah. Isn't it crazy this season? Like on other bachelorette seasons i feel like i know who the front runners are immediately yes this season every connection Everyone is better is. than the last it's like think about her connection with michael her connection with andrew connor greg, greg. connor all of them so I've many seen her with one guy and she's like got the great connection i'm like oh like he's the front runner and then i'll see her back with greg or back with someone that was also the front runner and i'm like no wait it's him exactly and now we got blake in here and it's like blake is a front all runner. of a sudden blake is number one like I'm they're like, engaged <laughs> like every single one of these guys is so great which makes me love them all. Also, different side note, is like how they portray the men in this season compared to like the women. You know, it's like on, on Bachelor, it's all the women are catty and fighting and yeah. constantly like being dicks and we barely even know them. Yeah. This, and then on The Bachelorette, it's like same I know all the guys so well. Know Tasha them so season, same thing. Yeah. We were like, wow, we actually know them. It's like, I love the drama and the cattiness, don't get me wrong, but it's like The Bachelorette is the perfect amount of cattiness and like fighting and drama, but also getting to know right. them. They're each person right now, like that she's got a connection with besides Hunter and a couple outliers, oh, yeah. but I'm like, I want it to be like that person. And then I see the next person. I'm like, oh, but pick him. I'll be sad if she doesn't pick all of them. You For know what real? I mean? I'm literally so all in with all of them. It's like, whereas- Someone's going to have to fuck up big time. Yeah, for And real. I'm sure I think that's coming, but yeah. it's like, someone's going to have to really do something for me to be like, all right, can I narrow it down? <laughs> for real. Cause it's like at Matt's season, it was coming down to the wire. And it's like, really, I don't know Michelle or Rachel Not at all. all. I've heard two squeaks out of their mouth. <laughs> yeah, like literally real. two words. So now we're at the rose ceremony and three people have a rose. We've got Hunter, Andrew S., and Blake. That means that all of these guys that are still left, I think they said like 15 of them were left, still need to get time with her before tonight. Right. So it's like, it's crucial. It's game time. All of these guys are feeling the pressure to get a rose. Right. The main thing that happens in this rose ceremony that's so annoying is Hunter. Hunter already has a rose and Hunter has like set up this whole thing like a telescope and like food and wine and like tons of stuff where it's like dude we don't necessarily have time to like camp out for an hour no and all the guys are watching him do this and like stealing katie down to go do this whole setup and they're like how long is this gonna take because they're also like wish they're all like wish we could all take the same amount of time to have this shit set up when wish we all also had a rose on top of it exactly it's like you're safe and you're not just pulling her for a couple seconds to like just check in on her or whatever you, you you're setting whole, up a whole ass thing where it's like she is now going to have to actually spend tons of time with you right and how did, it's hard up. to interrupt that too and he took her like miles away from everybody she's like whoa i haven't even been down this way like at all like he took her so far away it's like purposely to keep her away from the rest and, of the guys and what the guys start getting like annoyed about is like one obviously the time factor that he's taking up but two they're like i know damn well that if hunter was in our shoes he would have the most to say oh he absolutely. would be the most pissed he'd be the first one to pipe up yeah no, he led the pitchforks and the fucking mob yeah. against thomas yeah it's like so he was the one that was like do you want to be the bachelor do you want to be the right. bachelor so it's funny hunter that you have a rose so you're 100 percent safe and you're gonna really set this up to take all this time away from the other guys and another good point that was made about hunter is Trey. Trey was like, last week when I had the group date rose, I waited until every single person got a time to talk and then I went and talked to her. Yeah. It's like, Hunter, read the fucking room. There are a lot of guys on the line here. It's like, you could wait two seconds. He's literally acting this way because he got a group date rose. You Say know. It. Yep. Say it, Mary. I know. It's on the tip of your tongue. It's the classic quote from Billie Eilish. She goes, you give an ugly guy a chance and he thinks he rules the world. Is it not you true? Get, you give an inch, he takes a fucking mile. It's like this dude got one ounce of validation and now he's on a war path. He's <laughs> yeah. like, literally, he's, he's, I, he's like, I don't give a shit. He's like, it is me. I'm going to be at the end of this. It is me and Katie now. Fuck the guys. Like, literally, I'm like, whoa. Complete three. Where are you getting this false sense of like confidence from? No, exactly. Like he thinks he goes, it's, it's going to be me and her at the end. Like the rest, I'm just biding time with these guys. Like, I don't even care. I'm here to, for Katie's heart. Like the rest people don't matter. It's like, 
really? Because you were just all gung-ho bromance last week against Thomas, and now it's like, oh, you have a rose, so it, it means fuck the house. Um, Blake also has a rose. He just got here, so uh, don't toot your own <laughs> horn too hard. Yeah. And then Andrew S. Um, their roses, compared to what the meaning of your rose was, Hunter? Right. I'm sorry. And also, personally, I think that production made uh, Katie give Hunter the rose. <laughs> 100%. So then, you know, James James has had enough. He's like, I'm gonna go interrupt him. Like, screw it. And so he, you know, marches over there, and then, of course, Hunter's like, no, dude, like, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need a couple more minutes. Like, I need I'm, more time. Like, as he, in, like, James got immediately rejected and shut down. Like, there was not even, like, a minute of leeway where also, it was, it's like, like I, enough of the leads not stepping up and deciding. If I, I was the lead, I'd be like, all right, I don't need the tension. I'm gonna decide. I'll be like, I'll come find you in a second if I'm in the middle of a good conversation. Right. Or it's like, I'll come find you a little bit later or come back, come back and get me. Like, let me chat with him for a minute. Exactly. Make the de- executive decision because then no. it creates animosity in the house. I completely agree, and I think, but the thing is, it's like, me and you, I completely agree, if that was to happen, I, I would be in control. <laughs> I would be in control, I would be settling the dispute. Yeah, I don't However, like the uncomfortable silence. I also feel like Katie would do that. So they must be told by production no, if, yeah. to let the people handle Because that's it. where it gets awkward, and I refuse to let there be that awkward silence <laughs> of too. everyone looking at me like, what do we do? Are exactly. we good? I would never be able to bite my tongue. No, me either. I'd be like, this is so fucking I awkward. Can't. I'm done. Can we do We can all sit down to chat then. Like, I'm not doing this. No, exactly. And so James is like, all right, I'll chill over here for a little bit. Then finally, you know, gets to talk to her and Hunter's right. pissed. You know, how disrespectful. He's seeing red. Like, oh, disrespectful. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude, you got to take a look in the mirror, buddy. Absolutely. Because then he comes up and all the guys are kind of like talking about, you know, like their feelings towards it. It's just like that was the whole conversation of like, you would be mad. And Hunter's doing the thing where it's like, yep, I understand understand where you're coming from like thank you for your feedback like you know it's like it's so like so above it all absolutely condescending they're like you keep saying you understand like but do you it's like but you don't you don't give a shit right it's like it's like i'm also on the other point where it's like honestly you guys like what do you expect everyone's trying to get time it's a competition all the way through it's not about being fair it really isn't no you know what i mean like yeah you're but i would be fucking pissed too but also I would probably also be like the person that's like, I don't give a shit what you guys think. I'm here to be with that person. I'm going to try to talk to him again. Yeah. You know, it's not about, I don't really give a shit about your feelings, right. but then it's like, like my natural instinct would be like, I would try to be along with the house. You know, I would never pull a hunter. And it's definitely like, if I had a rose, if you if up. you know that you would have a strong opinion on someone else doing it, then it's like kind of hypocritical. For, yeah. Which we would. So it'd be kind of fucked if we did it. Exactly. Cause that's what Hunter is. He's a hypocrite. Right. And that right there guys was the end of the episode. Yeah. Nothing really to write home about but i think it's shit's about to hit the fan oh the previews coming up looked yeah. insane and also can i just say a hallelujah that we had two one-on-ones a group day and a rose ceremony all in one episode yep. what oh a God. milestone and and a little nugget that katie was just on nick vial's podcast and you know he was saying like so can you at least tell us does the season end early or what and she's like um it definitely ends early and she's like it's not a conventional season whatsoever and then he said something like, uh, he's like, I can tell, like, there must be a lot of similarities between yours and Caitlyn's season. Right. And she go, and she was like, yep. And the biggest thing out of Caitlyn's season was the fact that she slept with Nick Vial right when he got there. Yep. And all the guys were pissed because it wasn't fantasy suite. That oh, was, that was big. Ballsy. Drama. She's got the cojones. <laughs> she sure does. That was ballsy. And then she has to go in and tell all the guys, hey, just slept with him while there's uh, 15 of you guys here and we're not even close to fantasy suite. <laughs> Now let's dive into Siesta Key. Last week, we saw Kelsey and Juliet really went at it. They were hammered. Everyone's at the beach bar and down each other's throats. And, you know, Juliet takes it a couple steps too far, sloshes the drink in Kelsey's face, and then slaps her across the face. To the Uh, point where she bleeds and everybody's mad. Everyone is really over the line. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In numerous ways. You got Camilla and Jordana and Brandon. They're fighting. You got Kelsey and Juliet are fighting. Everyone's mad. Yeah, Madison's going through it with Ish being gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole island is kind of like they're over and, and it. they and were already split, and now with like the whole thing with Juliet and Kelsey, now everyone's feeling extra split on whose side not to just take, but like who do I even spend time with or talk to? You know what I mean? Right. It's awkward. Also, they were all saying, you know, it's like they're all so ready to go home, yeah. and it's like 
They were there for an entire month. Month. It's like literally after a two-week vacation, I'm ready to be in my own bed. A one-week all-inclusive, I am like, good lord. Like, I am tired. Exhausted. I want to be, be in my bed. I want to see my cats. I want to be home. You know, it's like, they were there for a whole month. And like, even Jordan, I think it was Jordana that was saying yeah. it. She's like, the first couple of weeks were like super fun. But she's like, now it feels like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Every day is the same. We're doing, it's like, for real. It's like, imagine the days that you're not dressing up partying. What are you, what are you even doing? doing? There would be days I'm just like, I want to lay in my bed. Yeah. And just chill. Like your pets, your other family and friends aren't there. Like I totally get it. That is a long time. Oh yeah. And so then the next morning after the whole fight happens, Juliet basically, I guess, you know, the production producers told Juliet, uh, Sam and like some of their friends that were there, they're like, you can't, you can't be filmed anymore. Like you can't, you have to leave the island. So they had to leave the island, couldn't be a part of production anymore. So then we go into... Kelsey's definitely trying to lead the whole, like, argument of, like, look at how much better we all are now. Like, the drama's gone. Like, with Juliet off the island, it is stress-free now. Like, Like everyone is just so freaking happy that Juliet's gone. I was getting annoyed. It's like... So annoyed. Okay. Except for two, like, small minor things that have happened at this time on the island. It's like, frankly, everyone's gotten along. It's just that, Kelsey, you don't like Juliet, so you feel uncomfortable. Right, exactly. And Then it's you like, didn't need to come. And, and also, it's like, Kelsey, it's not just been Juliet. It's been Jordana, Camilla, exactly. Brandon. Camilla it's, just shoved Jordana in the pool. Exactly, but no one gives a fuck about right. that because Juliet did Right, it's like, literally, no matter what, she everyone thinks she can do no wrong. That's why they love when she does fuck up to be like, see, that's yeah. why, like, she's so toxic this this and this it's like she really hasn't changed or grown it's like i mean you're stuck on an island with a group of people that are down each other's throat 24 7 and then you get hammered and after a month of being together and then you're screaming in each other's face like i'm assuming something's gonna pop off and that's exactly why chloe didn't want to come on the trip because she goes i know i will be put in that position and that's why everyone was saying like juliet as much as there's no excuses it's like we all know that when she gets pushed too far she sees red yeah and kelsey you're in her face screaming do it, do it, do it, do it. What do you think when she's blackout drunk? And we've seen this happen with her before. And now Juliet's gone. Everyone's having a great time. And this is like their last night on the island. And everyone's like dressed up. You know, Kelsey's just totally like now queen of the island. Right. Like, giving the toast. Everyone's oh my God. When she gave the toast, I'm like, you guys are only here because Sam put you guys on this island. The main drama from this whole night is they're all kind of standing at the bar and Kelsey just can't drop how much better life is without Julia and keeps saying, you know, like she's never going to learn. Like finally she has a consequence. It's like, and Kelsey is also bitching that Julia didn't apologize and is now in Miami on a yacht partying, having the time of her life. Mm -hmm. This is the only moment where I kind of see Kelsey's side because it's like, if I was Kelsey, I would also be pissed. I would be one pissed. You punched me in the face. And then the next morning you're just off the island. You just left without even trying to talk to me. And then you're all over your story posting how much fun you're having with Sam and all of your friends. And it's like, like, also Juliet's army left with her, like Hannah and all of those other girls. Right. There's so many factors where I get uh, every single point. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's like, they're both right and they're both wrong. Right. It's like Juliet was wrong for punching and hitting Kelsey. Yeah. But Kelsey's right that she should have apologized. Right. But also it's like Juliet got pushed too far and Kelsey knew what she was doing. And also it's like... Kelsey has been looking for any way for Juliet to step out of line. Totally. So it's like, and Kelsey is absolutely the person that she expects to be forgiven immediately. We've said this before. Right. But she is the hardest wall to break down to get forgiveness back. She needs to drag it out and really make people feel it before she even thinks about forgiving them. So it's like, obviously, Juliet, the next morning, probably doesn't feel like you're the most approachable person to apologize to when it hasn't even been 24 hours. Right. And now I'm getting kicked off the island. Honestly, also with tensions being so high, if someone apologized to me by the next morning, I'd be like, no, you just want to get out of it. It's like, I I wouldn't take that as genuine. I know she just wants to hear it. But either way, if she apologized, Kelsey would be like, it was ingenuine. She's just doing it to get out of it. 100%. So what do you want her to do? Kelsey would have been pissed. Juliet doesn't give a fuck to apologize to her. Then Juliet would have at least saved her ass where it was like she tried and Kelsey refused to forgive her. 100%. Because that would have been on Kelsey now. Right. Juliet tried. And I don't she think anyone apologized. either gave her that advice or she probably isn't there yet to think of those factors where right. I'm like, we totally would think of that. Right. But, but also it's just like when Juliet, you're immediately in Miami partying on a yacht. It's like, uh, did you learn to your piss l- him off? Yes. Because she's not going to sit there and not do anything. Like her biggest thing is to be like, no, I have to show them. You know? Yeah. Obviously, Kelsey, she's doing that to piss you off and it's working. Yep. You know, it's like she's not actually having a good time. Like she's got anxiety at the ass. All of the ramifications, her bathing suit line, she's not being filmed now. She's obviously this next night going to like totally like lose control and try to show that she's having the best time. 
you know, Amanda also is taking up for Juliet where she's like, I understand, Kelsey, that like she should have apologized, but like, what do you want her to do? Because do you want her to stay at home and just knit a sweater? That's what she says. Right. So, like, do you, you want her to just sit in sadness and just sit there? It's like, what would that do? And then Amanda's also sticking up for Juliet because uh, everyone starts running their mouth on top of that. And especially Jordana, where, you know, Jordana now starts bringing in, uh, bringing up Sam and Juliet's relationship. At this point, it's like, that's, I understand if they're still bitching about, you know, like Juliet hitting Kelsey and stuff, but it's like, right. why are we bringing up when they're not even here, their relationship? And Jordana's like, you know, I don't think like that Juliet's the right fit for him. Like she's not a good fit. Uh, Jordana, you don't know what's best for Sam. You also don't know Juliet, period. That's literally everything that Amanda says. Exactly. She goes, wait, I'm confused. Who are you, Jordana, to be saying that she isn't a good fit for him? She's like, they're actually she goes, no, really tell good me. together. Yeah, she's like, actually, they're really good together. So you don't know them well enough to even make that assumption. And second, to be all of you ganging up on them and their relationship and talking about that when they're not even here to defend themselves. And in front of me, like Amanda's their friend. It's like, what do you While you're to say? all here on Sam's dime. Like and that that's is, really cute. Amanda's totally, that is the kind of friend that like everyone like needs to have. Like Absolutely. in those moments where it's like, she's surrounded by people that are clearly on the opposite side. Literally like six and against one. Right. And Amanda's still there with them, you know, and she's not condoning like Juliet's actions, but then she's like, either way stick up for me whether I'm right or I'm wrong like and right. and it's hard when surrounded by people that are on the opposite side you know and you're gonna be the only one that's like actually I don't agree with that that statement you just made like yeah that's pr- a lot of people don't have like the kind of backbone of a friend like to do that absolutely and it's like thank god I can at least count on someone to be like standing up for me when I'm not around to do it myself for real and also Amanda's like I have known Julia a hell of a lot longer than any of you yeah have. so Kelsey you were up her ass not even a year ago yeah so it's like just because you're on the outskirts now and she's not friends with you because you fucked her over it's like don't be like oh my god Juliet such a horrible person and the other thing that keeps bugging me with Kelsey is Kelsey looks at Amanda she goes you know what that girl is that girl is lost why do you think you get to decide this and also why do you think she's lost because she has a stable relationship and it's like dude I'm sorry but you think I'm lost but we haven't been friends since I've even been in this relationship so you don't know me anymore well enough to be making that assumption if you're my if you were still my best friend and you're like no she's lost like you would have some reasoning behind that it's like Kelsey you're not even in the picture anymore exactly the last other dig was that they kept all bringing up how you know when Sam said to Juliet that he'd like to get her like a Range Rover like eventually everyone's now is turning that into a whole different storyline so when they showed the scene of the conversation that was between and guess who was only there Juliet and Sam yeah so they were the only ones there and in the camera it's like the way that they're trying to twist it he didn't say like if we do not fight the rest of the trip I will buy you a Range Rover that wasn't the conversation he said I'm thinking about buying you a Range Rover and then he goes like I hope we don't fight like for for the trip and she goes like "Uh, that'll be hard but But wasn't that before the island right that would be hard for any couple no it was it, it was like a couple days in or something I think it was like after like the first night or something in the island yeah well either way it's like I thought that's doesn't matter right it's like any person that's in a relationship it's like so you plan to go with your boyfriend and get belligerent every single day for a month cooped up with all of these people that are testing your limits there is not one relationship that I know that could not have a single argument yeah what you're with people you don't like you're pushed to your breaking point you're being filmed for an MTV reality show. You're belligerent. It's like there are fights that are born to happen. This is right. like a whole island just breeds fights and, and anger and, and animosity. Where it's like Juliet has said that she spends majority of her time at Sam's, but they've never actually just spent a month straight together. Right. Every couple in the world would have a fight or right. an argument or some sort of like disagreement. And so that's what pisses me off where like Joe and all of them sitting around the bar are trying to manipulate this this story about now they're all changing it where it's like, oh yeah, no, he said that like um he'll buy her a Range Rover. Over, like if she behaves and things like that like, like incentives ew. like she steps out of line and the next day he gets her on a yacht it's like you're that, jealous all that, that is is just jealousy it's jealousy and it's like and then even amanda was like just shut it this is not even remotely the story no you guys are all just trying to like it's just totally the mob mentality where they're all jumping on like oh, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and it's like joe cute. is the first to open his mouth about Juliet. Oh, but yeah. then whenever he's around Juliet, like he always wants to be invited to her shit. Oh, and yeah. then he's always up her ass when he's with her. Yep. It's like you are the you are the first to jump on the bandwagon to bitch and talk shit about her. And it's like why you guys are all talking shit in the first place is because you are all so oozing with jealousy. Mm-hmm. It's like Kelsey, you wish you were Juliet. And then they you all, wish you were getting a yacht 100%. and a rainbow. Like Kelsey's like, I had to work for everything. It's like, oh wham. I'm sorry, but exactly like you can't fault her because if you were in her shoes, you'd be living the dream 
dream too. Then they're like, all the girls are like, yeah, if Julia didn't have, wasn't dating rich men, she's like, none of her little posse, none of these people would be here for her anymore. Like everyone's only her friend and sticking around and like up her ass because she's dating rich men. Really? Like, you guys are the temporary friends. Her real friends exactly. are with her on the yacht right now. Hannah, who's been her best friend her whole life. Lexi, who's her cousin. Like those are real friends. Chloe's a real friend. Amanda's a real right. friend. It's like, you guys are all talking shit, but you're not real friends Exactly. Hers. It's screaming jealousy. You're reaching and it's not a good look. All right, so now let's get into gossip of the week. First thing we're going to touch on is Cardi B is preggers. And uh, it's also like the baby daddy is offset, of course. They already have one kid together. Culture. She's pretty pregnant. <gasps> oh, yeah, she sure. is. She is really pregnant. And this is her caption on her Instagram post with her and offset. It said, we listened to each other, communicated, prayed, and then God blessed us and our family with another little blessing. Our homes feel so blissful and very busy, but we are ready and so happy. Thank you, everyone, for the congrats and well wishes. Straight up. Preggers. Oh, look at this picture of her. Oh my culture. gosh, that's so cute. Culture's got her hand on Cardi B's belly. They like the pictures. Her amazing. Instagram is, yeah, that's so cute. Initially, like hearing the rumors of whenever there's celebrities like this and like the drama with their baby daddies and things like that, all of the shit of like Offset cheating on Cardi B and them get uh, like breaking up, whatever. Him trying to win her back and right. her saying no. Right. And like, but they all still stay with the same baby daddy a lot of the time. You know, like they. Right. Because it's like a lot of people can't understand. You know, it's like it's Cardi a whole can't world. just date any old regular right. old fucking Joe right. off the street. It's like Offset. Chloe Kardashian can't either. Exactly. Really happy for her. Pictures on her Instagram. I know. Chef's kiss. Next up, Halsey is coming out with a new album and it's called If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. And she announced this through an Instagram picture. And it's so funny because when I saw it, Steph and I were talking yesterday at work and I opened up my phone in the very first picture. I go, oh my God, Halsey's titties on my Insta. It's like, she re- she literally released her album. She released her nipple. Can't blame her she, for it. She's basic. And it's like, it's such a cool photo too because it's like, it's one titty. I love the way it's done. Like so it's powerful. It's like Game of like, Thrones. She's holding, she's holding her newborn baby. You know, she's in like the ro- like a huge royal chair, like right. done up. There's a point to the madness. Absolutely. Method to the madness. Which I don't put it past Halsey. Of course, she has like a whole storyline behind this whole thing. Couple points she wants to make with this whole album and the album covered. So one of them is like talking about, you know, like how women are put into these boxes. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like you're either like a sexy woman or once you have a baby, it's like, sorry, you're a mom. Right. You can't be like, you can't be both. It's like, you can be like hot when you're young. And then as soon as you become a mother, it's like, "Mm, well, she's wearing mom jeans. You can't be sexy anymore. Can't like Kim K, everyone giving her shit too. You know, it's like, you can't post those selfies anymore. Like ass pics and shit. It's like, well, I sure can. And that's like her thing where the stigma around that and then the stigma around breastfeeding in public and breastfeeding in general, like the stigma around that and how it makes people uncomfortable. Like, which, Which we all, me and Meredith, wow, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there because nothing really sets us off more than this topic. Oh my God. I don't God. know what it is. It's just like, oh, you guys are all absolutely cool with having titties and ass in your face when it's in a hot setting. But no, a random mother like breastfeeding her daughter on like this on the street is like appalling, disgusting. God it's like, forbid you feed your newborn child that literally like the infant is surviving solely because of that. It's like, do you think that we're just, hey, I want to just slap this infant on my titties. You know, it's like, like there's a. <laughs> I need to feed this. Like they can't help themselves. Exactly. What and also, all these people that are mad about breastfeeding, as if they were not sucking on a titty themselves when they were a 100%. baby. One hundred percent. Or n- sucking on a titty the other day when they weren't breastfeeding. <laughs> exactly. When they were an infant. Oh, it's, it's like, like oh, you love the boobs and until exact- they're feeding a baby, which makes no sense. Same thing with like girls having armpit hair. It's like <laughs> that's a whole other thing too. It's like, do you think it grows there for any other reason? It's like, guys, you have inch long armpit hair underneath your fucking pits right a little stubble it's like disgusting really it's meant to be there and that's also where it's like if halsey just posted like a just a naked titty shot everyone would be like fuck yeah like all the guys would be (laughs) see you guys know where that's going (laughs) (laughs) i won't finish the sentence but um but then it's like oh as soon as it's like about you know she's got her infant with her and she's a mom now and she shows her titty and it's about this it's like oh no 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 everyone (laughs) show your eyes don't show the children like what what? No. 
It actually drives me insane. I wouldn't put like this whole thing past Halsey. Like I'm totally, she'd be the one to make the stance. Why are we even talking about it? Because it's like in all the, in like European countries and stuff, majority of the beaches are nude beaches and women can lay out with their titties out and not be harassed by men. Men aren't looking twice. Oh yeah. Kids are like, then like children, like male, like kids are growing up, not thinking the one time I see a titty, it's like, <laughs> oh my God, like you know, I'm scarred forever. It's like, no, you just you go from being breastfed to then you just see it your whole life. Like, it's not this whole stigma and like attention around it. Absolutely. When I was like a foreign exchange student in Spain or went to the beach one day and there were like other American boys and then like obviously American girls, but then we were paired up with like a bunch of Spanish boys and right. girls and we were all fucking, we're in high school, we're yeah, like 17, we're all been hanging out at the beach and it's like there are girls walking around from Spain with their tops off, yeah. all the American boys losing their minds, coming up to me being like, did you just see that? Did you just see that girl? All of the Spanish dudes not saying a single word, not one of them even, not even batting an eye, not even looking, nothing. That's why everyone has got some fucking twisted shit up in here about sex. Yeah. It's like them, they see it their whole lives. It's nothing new. And it's like, so that's fine. Like we, everyone could just lay out butt ass naked at the beach, but it's like, God forbid I feed my child when he's hungry and he's an infant. When the baby's on your nipple, like you you can't can't see see the the nipple. nipple. Like, you know what I mean? And there's, oh my God, it's just so unreal where it's like, I just can't even... It shouldn't even be a conversation. All right. And now, finally, we have the Bachelor in Paradise cast has been released. And we're going to just name some of our favorites. Definitely Abigail. Love her. And Brendan from Tasha season. Love him. However, I did hear some little info that he's kind of a player on Bachelor in Paradise. Kind of going after a bunch of different girls. Oh. Uh, Grocery Store Joe is on again. And remember last time at Paradise, he ended up with Kendall Long. Well, now apparently he's going after Serena P from Matt's season. And I heard a little birdie told me (laughs) that Kendall is not happy about it. I bet not. Ivan, I'm excited to see him back. I thought he was totally a Totally loved Ivan and Jasenia. And they would actually be a really cute couple. Yeah, for sure. I love Jasenia's personality. Like Carl. Wait, I am, what? Of course Carl would be on there. Real quick turnaround from no, the season. for real. <laughs> so we also have Queen Victoria from Matt's season and her promo pick from the season does not even look like her. That's her. Oh my God. She's blonde hair now. Like she looks totally different. That is not her. She looks hot. She actually looks hot. Holy shit. Like she got her lips done or something. Like no, I, totally. that is so different. That is not the same person. I would never have recognized her whatsoever. That's why Savage just looked at me like, who's Victoria? I was what like, are you what talking are we, about? I go, I that is her. she even existed. Oh my God. I'm excited for Mari. Yep. You loved I, Mari. I, she's just really pretty. It's yeah. like, I don't even know if I even like her personality. I just like liked her vibe a little bit, but we never really even got to know her. Right. Like we said, it's like we didn't even get to know her on the right. season. We also have Natasha from Peter's season because obviously the pandemic happened right after Peter's season. So it's like all of those girls never got the chance to right. be on the show. So now it's kind of like a mix of a bunch of seasons, which it always is. But it's like, now we got to really work in a lot of people from Peter's season. Like we also have Tammy. You have Tammy. She's going to definitely start some issues. She bugged. But maybe this will be a redemption. You know, maybe really? she was like, oh, that a was... lot of the villains redeemed themselves yeah, on like, Paradise. I was not my best self like during that season. <laughs> like, yeah, for real. Uh, Noah, I'm, I wonder if he's going to be a ladies man. Totally. Probably. Can't wait for Paradise. It comes when does it come out? August 16th. So it comes out on a Monday. I'm pretty freaking stoked about it. I'm so excited. Because you know Paradise is our favorite. And will Katie's season be done by then? Yep. Oh, it's really, we are coming down to, to the, the nitty gritty. And then right after that, we have another Bachelorette. We have Michelle. Yep. Wow. We don't get a break. No. And one last little thing I just wanted to throw in here, just in case it ends up being true, because we can't find it anywhere, but we heard from a birdie. They saw somewhere, some gossip, that Claire and Dale got re-engaged. Uh, we can't find it. E! News hasn't covered it. So I am saying it here on the record just <laughs> in case this comes to fruition and it is this actual shit that we're hearing. Yeah, absolutely. There's truth to this. All right, Snitches, that is a wrap on this week's episode. Happy fucking birthday to Meredith Robbins. It was her birthday this week. 24 years old. Oh my God. And make sure, subscribe, leave a review. And we will see you, Snitches, next Monday for another gossip update. Okay. Oh, I guess it's my cue. I forgot <laughs> what I even do here. Okay. I just came out of left fucking field. Yeah, well, you didn't miss me. Gas tank. Gas up that tank ASAP. <laughs> that was really crazy. I can't even tell where we were doing the giddy ups. <laughs>